Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and my guest this week is Harris Bieber, chief marketing officer of video platform Vimeo. You may think of Vimeo as a YouTube competitor without quite the same level of world domination, but the video platform has been pivoting in recent years into a video creation, collaboration, and sharing platform for everyone from individual creators to enterprise companies. As Vimeo pivots, it's back on the New York Stock Exchange as a public company after spinning out from parent IAC earlier this week. Bieber joins Campaign Chemistry to chat about the company's shift, the role of video in the advertising industry, and how companies will leverage video tools as we head back to an in-person work environment. Hi, Harris. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Allison. Thank you for being here. Um, so this has been a really big week for Vimeo. You just completed your spin out from IAC. What was it like leading the company through a public listing as CMO? Uh, in one word, I would say surreal, uh, both professionally and personally. I think uh, everyone has their own journeys. And to have a moment like this is is really special, not only for me, but all, all my colleagues and our community as a whole. Um, you know, I've had many moments throughout my career where you have anticipate anticipation of something like this, but you know, the reality disappoints. So to, to, I cherish this uniquely because of all those other moments where I would say false starts or, or failures for lack of a better word. So this was really special for me. Yeah. So talk about what it was like for you um, on the day of getting the company to this point, getting, you know, whatever branding assets or, or communications you needed ready for this transition. Yeah, so we had uh, we listed on the Nasdaq, and they are in a really unique location in New York City in Times Square. So if you think about the center of a media hub, and we had not only all the listing day assets for from a branding perspective that we did for our company from swag to have everyone be able to participate. We have global offices, so we wanted to make sure everyone had was felt like they were a part of this moment as a company. But then also in Times Square, the NASDAQ gives you this unique opportunity to overtake all these digital billboards. So once we had the listing moment on stage that was streamed live, we went into Times Square and we were flooded in a sea of Vimeo assets. And I think unlike other companies, we were true to who we are. We used video as, as a way to to highlight that branding moment, really bringing in not only uh, our logo, but using motion and video to to elevate that that experience. So just being in the center of Times Square with all those video screens that are enormous and seeing our logo was was pretty special, not just for me, but we had, I think, 50 employees that were able to join us because we're, we're local New York company. So it was really cool to be part of that. That's awesome. That's just like the perfect uh, big branding moment, right? Billboards in Times Square. I go in public. <laughs> the whole yeah. Thing. You know, there's a, if there's a checklist out there for a marketer, I think that ticked almost every single one of them for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So now that Vimeo is no longer part of IAC, what is the focus? I know Vimeo has sort of shifted its its focus in the past couple of years. So maybe it would help if you talked us through where Vimeo sits now and, and what the opportunity is now that you are an independent public company. Yeah, starting with that last part, I think it's really interesting. Nothing has changed today versus two days ago, you know, pre being separate to post being separate. 
the way IAC's philosophy works, which is we are incredibly fortunate and the beneficiary of, is they believe in the forever timeline. And Vimeo is a great example of that. We are a company that is very much operated like a startup, but has existed for 16 years. And over the course of that 16 years, we've had lots of iterations where, you know, our core identity and our DNA, which will always be, is this home for high quality video, a a safe haven for creators of content to really showcase their work. But over the last 15 years, as we've evolved, we realized there was an opportunity to serve that community in a different way. And by that is giving them the tools and software and services to help them succeed with the content, less of a viewing destination and more of a, a tool and a catalyst for how do you create video and succeed with video. And that's really been our evolution over that 15 years. And being part of IAC gave us the the cover to explore those different avenues. You know, we didn't, the first five years, we didn't make any revenue as, as a business, but we, we established a huge, enormous co- uh, community with deep following and belief in Vimeo. And we were able to build on that. So as we started to build these tools and software and services for that community, um, they were able to adopt them. And most companies don't have 15 years, or I would say 10 years to figure that out. So being part of IAC really gave us that opportunity. And unlike what I would say a a typical conglomerate is where they build this army of brands and businesses all under one roof. IAC has the philosophy of you, you nurture, you give businesses a safe haven to find their way. And once they're strong enough to stand on their own, you set them free out in public. And so yesterday was them putting us out in free in public because they felt like we were at a place in time where we had a market that was enormous and our position in that market was really strong and stable to be a leader. Uh, and that's why we spun off. It was really just a moment to be a separate entity because we were ready to be a separate entity. But in terms of our philosophy, our mission, the purpose, everything we've been working on the last two or three years, that holds just as true today as it did you know, a year ago. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit, because Vimeo is much more positioned as an enterprise B2B uh, tool now than it was in the past. I think people used to sort of look at it as a YouTube competitor. So talk about the the nuance there and then maybe how that changes your uh, strategy as, as CMO. Yeah, we serve this really unique role in video as a platform that serves so many different segments. And our mission, our purpose in the world is to unlock the power of video for every business organization and individual. And each of those personas, for lack of a better word, has a different need. But video serves a really important place, especially today more than ever, after everything that we all went through this past year, we live in a video first world and Vimeo's role is to unlock that video for all those different organizations. Uh, And what I mean by that is, so if you're a small business and you want to reach your customers, video is the most powerful medium on social media where your customers exist. And if you want to connect with them and engage with them and let them know that you're doing curbside pickup or you have an e-commerce site and you offer free shipping, video is a way to break through the noise and reach them. If you are a global organization or actually just uh, a one country organization, the, the reality is your workforce is distributed. And as we come back into an in-office experience, most companies are adopting a hybrid where some employees will be in there full time and some will be remote and some will be remote and in office. And But a company still needs to communicate with every employee in a consistent manner in real time. And video serves as a center linchpin to their ability to communicate with employees. 
and then reaching your customers, uh, you video serves a huge purpose. Many of us attended, especially marketers, attended lots of in-person events. Uh, the past year, those didn't exist, but events companies, uh, brands, they pivoted to remote digital live stream events. And what I think and I know for a fact is as we come back to a real in-person world, that video is going to be an and, not an or. So we were forced to use video because that was our way to stay connected. But no one is going to go back to just an in-person only world because you could reach exponentially the amount of people that can't be there in person with video. So video is really serving this unique purpose. And I think we were building these tools for uh, a belief in this that was going to happen over years what happened with the pandemic is that adoption just happened over a few months. And now that people have seen the power of it and the value of it, they're never going to go back. Right, right. Video is just, it's the way that we communicate now, right? Whether that's a supplement to in person, whether that's, you know, broadcasting out a message. But so talk about um, the past year for Vimeo. Obviously with the pandemic, it's a big opportunity for you guys to come in and and sell these products. Um, Talk about adoption. Yeah, it's been an incredible year for us. Our growth has exploded as people have adopted video faster than ever before. You know, you hear the term overnight success, but we have a team of, you know, now reaching over 850 employees that we're building tools to fill these needs for the for the last, you know, 15 years, but more specifically the last three years on this strategy. And so we were uniquely positioned right in this moment when people needed these video tools we were lucky in a sense because we had spent the last three years building these tools to uniquely serve them. So that has really accelerated our growth as a company, both from adoption of our products, paying subscribers have, have grown, uh, and our revenue has, has followed with that. So both from a small businesses and smaller organizations adopting video, all the way up to large companies like Amazon, Starbucks, Nike, who use our tools in very different ways to communicate. Amazon uses it for their customer service and tech support using video so that they don't have to have a human being answer the same question over and over again when video scales and you could have that, that tech problem answered infinite amount of times, which just using a video. Starbucks uses it to train its employees globally on how to make drinks, employee onboarding. Nike uses video to train Foot Locker employees in Europe on all their products. So these are unique needs that video helps serve in a scalable way that just people were ready for in some areas, but some just had to adopt it over the past year. So it only accelerated. So it's been a really, really exciting time for us. Uh, to see something that you believed in, a strategy that you were working, putting endless hours in to really come to fruition and to come to fruition in a time frame that none of us were expecting. Right. And, you know, there's so many different applications of video and, and you know, what you're talking about with um, Amazon and Starbucks training videos is obviously a use case here. But then as we saw over the past year, there's been you know, the explosion of Zoom, there's been Microsoft Teams, there's been everybody, all of the sort of big tech giants and independent players are are pushing into this space. And um, a lot of them have, you know, really good brand recognition for what they do. Like, I would say that Zoom became a verb last year, right? So how do you um, differentiate Vimeo? And where do you sort of compete with these companies versus partner? Walk Walk me through that. 
Yeah, when your grandmother communicates through you and knows what Zoom is, you know that you have uh, you've reached a new pinnacle of cultural relevance, right? <laughs> so Zoom has definitely served a really important purpose over the past year for many people, both personally and professionally. Uh, they have a synchronous communication style where you're communicating back and forth, much like you and I are doing in a conversation, where Vimeo serves in terms of professional quality and really elevating that view experience. There's uh, a lean in or a lean back, and we, we really reach one to many in ways that Zoom does not. We also serve as a central video hub ser serving multiple areas. So we have an integration where someone records those Zoom sessions, whether it's uh, a meeting and then it's stored all the way in one video central hub, which we just launched called Video Library, that Zoom is an API into that where we're hosting all those videos in addition to your employee training videos, your marketing videos, your live events that you're doing. So all of that is housed within Vimeo as your central video hub. So they serve very different purposes. I think Vimeo does a really great job in everything from asynchronous communication to video ads to webinars. We are serving all of those. We are truly the only all-in-one video solution. And we eliminate barriers like time, cost, lack of technical expertise. What I would really say is our goal is to make that high-quality professional video that we are known for historically, accessible to every individual and organization. Right. And so how has that changed your business model over time? I know you launched, uh, you have subscriptions now for enterprises, like what's the breakdown and, and how do you guys now focus on um, driving revenue? Yeah, we have historically and have always been a freemium model, which for those who are less familiar with SaaS or subscription businesses, we offer a whole suite of tools that are free for people to use. You can host your videos, get access to some video creation tools that are all free. And then as your needs and your requirements advance over time, there's we have a whole suite of tiers that gives you access to different different tools, everything from more advanced video creation tools to live streaming to which are, you know, you're going from less than a hundred dollars to hundreds of dollars to an enterprise customer, which is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars with us. And that's all based on what is the problem they're trying to solve? What is their use case and how advanced is their use case? And we have a unique purpose and role to play in every one of those use cases. So that's really where we are truly unique. We have lots of, I would say, point solution competitors, but no one truly offers the same breadth and suite of products that we do. So it, we're in this unique role of serving many different customers in many different ways. Right. And I know this is a, this is a, a strategy you've been having now for a couple of years, but um, talk about how it's pivoted your messaging as, as a brand. I know you recently released a campaign. Um, talk about that and, and, you know, the message that you're trying to get across. Yeah, I'll start as a marketer, branding is and being known and awareness is key to, to your role. It makes everything easier, right? Selling, conversion rates, traffic. If you have brand awareness and people know who you are and what you do, that makes everything easier. Me coming into the role right after Anjali became CEO and we really doubled down on the strategy, I had a unique challenge because we had this whole huge community of people that know knew us and loved us, but they knew us and loved us for something different than our ambitions and where we were heading. So I had to both raise awareness for who we are, this new strategy, and shift brand perception for people who maybe thought of us still as a viewing destination or a YouTube competitor, which we are now a YouTube collaborator and we offer publish to social and you can actually publish your videos to YouTube. So right, how do you, people view us as a competitor, but we're actually complimentary services. So uh, 
that was my task. It's still something that we are in process on and evolving on. And as you mentioned, the campaign we launched is called Video Power, and it really centers on our belief that video is the most powerful form of human expression. And we want to let entrepreneurs, content creators, and large enterprise harness this power to fuel their ambitions. And that's what this campaign is all about. It's a series of six second, 15 second, and 30 second videos. The whole campaign is video centric, true to our mission, because we think video is the most powerful form of advertising. You see that on every platform. Uh, And each video that we created is, I would say, a story. We believe in showing, not telling. So showing the value of our products it offers to uh, a corporation doing communication and remote training, a small business who wants to get their brand uh, out there and get awareness for the products they're creating using video and our creation tools, our OTT platform, which lets any content creator have their own Netflix-style apps and, and monetize their content as a subscription service themselves. Uh, and then our enterprise solution. So we created these stories in video format to help highlight the benefits of organizations and individuals using video to further their needs. And is this the first campaign you're running around this um, this positioning that you have? Yeah, it is. It is our first uh, around video power. We went through an evolution of really understanding what our North Star is and understanding that we're the role we serve in the world. And once we aligned on that, our, our positioning, our messaging really evolved and leveled up into to video power. And this campaign, which launched uh, just a few days ago, is uh, the representation of that in the world. Mm. So what are you going to what metrics are you going to look at to measure success? A lot. What we're doing now is this is just phase one of the campaign uh, right before summer. Summer is historically a seasonally low period. So we wanted to get this out in the world for a two month pulse. And we're going to be looking at uh, overall awareness. We'll look at search lifts studies of did we increase people searching for Vimeo? We'll look at registrations, traffic, really more top of the funnel metrics of really how do we make people aware of who we are, what we do and the role we serve in the world. And then we know the down funnel metrics will happen over time. Got it. Very interesting. Um, So as you, um, this is a campaign that you have developed in house. That's correct. Yep, absolutely. So talk about your relationship with agencies. Do you work with agencies? Typically, you know, this is where you would bring in a creative agency to create a brand campaign um, to change perception and awareness. Why did you go the in-housing route and and talk a little bit about Vimeo's philosophy there? Yeah, we do a full spectrum. We work with agencies on some smaller projects. For this, it was really core to who we are. We had to find our purpose in the world and make sure that we were fully bought into it. Our employees were fully bought into it. And then how do we bring that to life? And as I mentioned, we don't have the easiest of products to explain to the world. We don't sell, you know, shirts that are in different colors, which is pretty like, do I like the, the design of that shirt or not? We have a very robust platform that serves unique needs of different audiences in very different ways. So how do we bring that to life? Wasn't easy. And we just felt that having our internal team lead that strategy was really important to getting it right because we know our customers really well and we spend a lot of time with our community and it was really guided by the community. So for this campaign, we felt it was really important to do that internally. We worked uh, internally on the creative campaign, the positioning, the 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 concepts for the videos, and then worked with someone from our community. We believe in the power of our community as a director, uh, Jovan, 
who's a Serbian-based Vimeo staff pick director. That's how we found him. His his work has been staff picked by by our curation team in the past, and he's directed ads for Nike, Adidas, D- Diesel, and there were ads that really spoke in a visual language that we loved and storytelling. And we brought him in, his production team, to really bring these to life. So it's not something we did entirely internally, but the concept and the campaign was born out of our team that really understands our community and knows our brand really well. Yeah. So talk about, um, you know, how you think about working with agencies more broadly. Obviously, there's there's always a conversation in this industry about, you know, bringing it in-house because you really know your brand the best. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is that agencies bring in a really critical outside uh, lens and expertise. So talk about how you plan on working with agencies in the future and um, where you see it these initiatives coming from in-house. Yeah, we have a very unique relationship with agencies because they're one of the core segments we serve with our product. If you think about how agencies deliver work to their clients, collaboration, getting feedback, that's all done on video using the Vimeo platform. So they are someone core to our platform that we believe in, that we support with the products that we build. And as the role that they play with Vimeo and our team is, you know, you can't build a team that serves every need for, for a company. It would just be too big and it's not really efficient. And We've worked historically with agencies to supplement our internal team and help us with both speed and scale. So we'll work with an agency on building out creative assets, right, that will need thousands of assets. We just wouldn't be able to get those in time uh, using our internal team. And they're focused on so many different product launches that we just don't have the bandwidth to do that. So we believe in, in using agencies to support our work and help us scale and then when the project is right, depending on the, the skill set that we have internally, we want to find the best talent in their craft to help support our brand. And that best talent isn't always someone that's internal. Sometimes it's external. And that's where we bring in agencies to support our needs. Got it. So going back to your point about um, Vimeo's relationship with the advertising industry, you know, I get Vimeos all the time of different campaigns that are coming out. Um agencies wanting me to view their work, potentially write about it. Talk about how this industry uses your platform um, and how that and and your goals, um, you know, within the industry as you sort of pivot in this new direction. Yeah, it's in many ways, they're the root and the the core of our, our creative DNA from filmmakers who launched their career by getting a staff pick on Vimeo to directors who host their portfolios of all their work, not just their short films or documentaries, but also their commercial work, whether that's a music video or a commercial for a big brand, those creators are hosting their work on Vimeo. It is their storefront. It is their homepage because all their work is showcased in a beautiful way and people are comfortable having that not be stepped on by ads or having anyone else's work on top of their work, right? So that's the first and foremost, that's who we are and where we were born of supporting our creative communities as a home and a destination, not only for housing their work, but getting inspiration from other really talented creators and the work they're putting out into the world. So that's from like a core, where does your work live and acting as a portfolio. Then from how you get work done, our collaboration tools from you sharing a private link and getting in in video feedback, time coded, putting a note. That's exactly how we did our feedback for these videos. The campaign that we just shot uh, was shot during COVID. It was shot entirely remote. As I mentioned, the director is Serbian based. So aside from really early mornings with our shoot time starting at 1 a.m. New York time, 
uh, for their production. Everything was done virtually, which is the first campaign I've ever built fully virtual. We, we watched the shots and the takes virtual. We gave feedback all within video commentary using our platform to do that. And that's how agencies are using our platform to collaborate with their clients of not only sharing finished work, uh, but actually how the work evolves over time and really using it as a collaboration tool with clients. And then the last part is something that we've been leaning into is we just launched a program called Vimeo Experts, which is uh, a program that we put in place to support agencies, whether they're small, you know, one person, five person agency to larger agency and really become experts in the Vimeo platform and help their clients get enabled with that. So when you deliver work, you also set your client up with a Vimeo account to be able to use the platform. And we are able to incentivize uh, the agencies and the video professionals to give them another stream of support and revenue, but using the platform that they already know and love and helping educate their clients on that platform. Interesting. So where do you see the whole remote shoot trend going? Because obviously we're getting back out into the world a little bit, but like you said, it's probably more economical to to uh, run a shoot in Serbia remotely rather than flying everyone over from New York. So where do you see that trend going? I think there's different things for different needs. Our, the last campaign I did prior to this, you know, we, we shot in a different country. We were all there. Uh, it is costly to get everyone there. And I don't know how much better the shoot would have been if we were in person. We were able to do every single thing. You're sitting in for the, you know, in a tent watching the cuts as the director's working. You're just in a virtual tent watching those edits happen. Uh, where I would say some in-person collaboration was nice. You know, If you're doing color, that's a little bit hard to do virtual. It's nice to be in the editing bay to do color correction, sound mixing. Some of those are a little bit harder to do virtually, but in terms of a shoot, uh, I did not notice, aside from having to be up at 2 a.m. to, to watch these the, the production in real time, I did not see any degradation in the quality and feedback. Every After each cut, uh, the, edit, the director came, we gave feedback notes. It was all happening in real time. We were watching what he was watching from the camera streamed to us live. So I felt that video actually empowered us to create our video campaign in a way that I wouldn't have expected. If you asked me that a year or two ago, you'd say, no, you have to be on site when you're doing a big production where you're investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Today, after the experience we just went through, I don't think that's the case. Hmm. So you think agencies will continue with some element of remote shooting? Yeah. And, you know, it might be hybrid. Like I've said, video is going to be an and not an or, mm -hmm. where today it was the absolute, the only way to do it, where everyone couldn't be on site. There's no reason that every single person needs to be on site. Maybe my head of creative is going to go on site, but I could be remotely as a CMO and not having to be there, but I could be there for every key moment that he needs me to give feedback or approval. Um, and that's a hybrid example of where some of your team might be on location and some of them might be remote, but you're able to see everything in real time using the power of video and all be on the same page. Mm, interesting. And another really interesting point that you made is that you hired a Vimeo creator to to produce your ad, your new campaign that just came out. There's definitely been a trend over the past year, possibly more in the creative and advertising industry of freelance work and um, freelance talent getting hired and, and joining these distributed either through distributed talent networks or just on their own to sort of augment what agencies are doing. Where do you see that trend going? 
I think there's a full spectrum of needs. And sometimes when you have a project and you want to work really closely or directly with the collaborator, you don't need a middle person for that. In fact, it was a trend that we noticed happening on Vimeo for years where people were commenting or direct messaging with a director or collaborators found, you know, a director and a cinematographer or a motion graphics found each other on Vimeo because they were looking at each other's work. And it was happening so much that we productized it. And we have a, a platform called For Hire. It's a completely free platform where people could post their work and say they're available for hire. Or if you're an agency you, and you need a director or a motion graphics editor or a cinematographer, you could post a job. Or if you're a brand, you could post a job saying, hey, we have this project. Here's the scope of work. This is what we need. And people could submit their portfolio to actually get that job. So this was communication that was occurring on our platform anyway. We wanted to remove the barriers and friction of that. So we just created a product that was easy for people to post jobs or show that they're available for hire and that just facilitated those connections better. So I think whether you're hiring talent through an agency uh, or you're going directly, the need to find really talented uh, artists and creators exist everywhere. And to the extent that Vimeo could play a role in breaking those barriers down, showcasing work and connecting people, that's really where, where we want to be. We want to be in the business of lowering the barriers and making more types of video accessible to more types of customers. And are people using Vimeo as like a hiring platform in a sense? Is that is that somewhere you're leaning in? Yeah, it's something that's part, like I said, it's not a, uh, a revenue stream for us. It's just a way that we could support our community, both on the creator side, on the brand side, and serve as a connector there. And they are. We have, I, I believe, 80,000 creative professionals that are available for hire on Vimeo. And that's just in their profile. You're able to say you're available for hire. You say your skill sets, whether that's animation, motion graphics, color, sound design, you tell your skill sets and you just say you're for hire and then people could search for that on the platform. Or if you're a brand saying, you know, we want to shirt, shoot uh, social ads, is there, and we need a motion graphics editor, you could post that job there. So it's something that we're doing. It's a service of a value add, but it's not something we're looking to monetize. We're not looking to monetize those connections. We're just trying to help facilitate making video easier. Mm, interesting. So video is, I feel like for years has just been the fastest growing, you know, ad format, um, consumption media type that people are consuming. Where do you see video playing a role in our communications in, in branding, um, in the next, you know, five to 10 years, obviously there's new technologies that are coming out like 5g and AR, and there's always, you know, hype around, around different types of, um, ways that we can communicate with consumers, but video has been the dominant form, I would say, for the past few years. Um, how do you see its role changing? Uh, I mean, it's our brand, it's our ethos, but professional quality video is no longer a competitive advantage. It's table stakes. And it's table stakes for many reasons. First and foremost, consumers themselves in their personal lives are consuming content and the content they're consuming is video format. So if you're a brand and you want to reach your potential customer or your audience, you need to reach them in the way that they're most comfortable consuming content and that's video. And that's going to only persist and grow because as you mentioned with 5G, with bandwidth increasing everywhere in the world, things that you couldn't watch a 4K video on your phone, now that's what the expectation is that everything you view doesn't have latency, doesn't buffer, that it's high quality, it looks great. Uh, 
and you meet your customer in their moment of need. That's the expectation. So where Vimeo's role is there is we have to make everyone, the amateur, a small business owner from a one-person team that has a coffee shop or a yoga studio, make professional quality video all the way up to a CEO who's giving a town hall and their employees want to consume that content in a way that is just as professional quality as when they're watching any an Apple worldwide developer conference. And that's where we have unique tools, user interface uh, that really makes that easy for all of those different use cases. And that's really, really important because I said it's an expectation. And if you're not meeting your customer or your audience with an expectation, they will just find someone else that does meet their needs. And that's not a place you want to be in as a brand. So if your role, if your goal is to democratize professional quality video for everyone, what happens to the the agencies, the professional production companies, the Hollywood studios of the world. Not that I'm crying for any of them, but. <laughs> no, they're, they're, like I said, they're a valuable part of our, our community. The reality is a small business doesn't have the budget to hire a big agency. They, a video you're putting out on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok these days has a shelf life of days, not months. You're not spent, you're going to spend thousands of dollars. You need to be able to create that content quickly, have it look great and reach your audience because if you post something on Monday, by Friday, it doesn't exist, right? So you're not, they're not hiring agencies. They were never hiring agencies, but they need to reach their customers in the content and the format that they want to be reached. So that's one way of lower, bar- lowering the entry to back. Uh, lowering the barriers to entry. Uh, on the agency side, when you're a big brand, the way they're communicating, we just talked about remote shooting, uh, collaboration tools and feedback, we're serving agencies and big brands in a very different way. If you're, you know, the agency isn't a video hub, Vimeo is the video hub where all that work is, is housed. You still might need a production crew to shoot those training videos, right? Very few brands have a full production crew. They're not a video company like Vimeo. So you need to hire professionals to create the content to help you get there, depending on what the output and the level of that output is. But then once that content is created, you need to a way to distribute that and reach your employees, whether it's onboarding training, whether it's live streaming. Uh, and that's the role that Vimeo is serving in that world. So I don't think it's and or there. You're not, we're not uh, replacing the industry. We're supporting them and helping reach more people in more ways. And because, think of it this way, I, I, a great example is when email became uh, prevalent, I think they said like the paper business companies are going to go out of business. But what happened was paper exploded because people were printing emails. It didn't change the need for paper. It just was a different form of communication. And now that video is becoming the most prevalent way and the most powerful way to communicate, there's going to be a higher demand for the people that know how to make video and make it well. So rising tide lifts all boats. <laughs> Correct, right? We have to serve different different audiences in different ways. Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Harris. It's been great chatting with you and um, congrats on the, on the big news this week. Thank you so much for spending the time and, and let us talk video. It's something obviously I hope you can tell I'm passionate about, but I really appreciated the conversation. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in to Campaign Chemistry, and we'll see you next time.